This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're kicking off 2024 by going back to 1984 and 1994 and probably every other year in between. Joe's turning 40, which means all three of us are officially over the hill and we've got just the topic to celebrate. What exactly is it? Let's find out right after the break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's pad. the time blast time of blast. the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIVE Alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for random selection. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. It's New Year's Week, and it's also the 100th episode. We are ringing the new year with this momentous occasion. And there is something else I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. It's Joe's birthday, and he's 40. He and the podcast are both officially over the hill. Turbo is back, and nine crossover hill-related topics will be thoroughly discussed. Presented by Turbo is the whole shebang over the hill show. And now for your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare figures with actions. They've been running up that hill, and one went over first and is now running downhill full of glee. The other is at the top and admiring the view from both sides. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe. At Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as a Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, boys, it's 2024. Wow, where'd the time go? Where did it go, Joe? You wow. feeling different here? I mean... Uh, not really. <laughs> if we're being honest here, not really. Joe is officially, guys, when you're listening to this, well, maybe. You've, you might be a few hours shy of A few 40, hours shy. But yeah, if you're but listening to this later in the week, this man is now 40 years old. That's right. He's officially over the hill. Me and Dave. Dave is opening the velvet rope. Look, you guys, I can't. First just, time I've been able to do this. I yeah. can't even describe to you guys what it looks like in here. It's, it nice. is, it's glorious. Isn't it so nice? It's so nice. So nice I never want to leave. Yep, just f- pick your chair. Dude, you got any, I got any pick of any chair I want. Well, not mine, Dave's chairs. Well, I'll be, any well, other yeah. chair. You, you guys haven't moved from your chairs since you got in here, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, the, the, only, the only downside I will say is probably about March. Yeah. You'll start waking up with like an ache or a pain that just oh, yeah. that just oh. never goes away. Oh, for right. sure. You wake up every day with some new ache or pain mm-hmm. that like, well, you, you'll first wake up with it in March and be like, where'd this come from? And it just won't go away. It'll be there every morning. <laughs> it's, that, it's, that nice, it's that nice gift. It's a nice gift the of 40. 40-year-old gift. Yeah. Gift that keeps on giving. It's right. <laughs> just a, that daily reminder. I wish it would stop giving, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. So, guys, we're, we're in the thick of it, right? We're in the middle of winter. We are. Christmas season's past us. The New Year's is past us. It's 2024. It's Joe's big 40th birthday week. Yep. We've got a lot to get into, guys. But before we get too deep into the over-the-hill discussion, we've got some feedback, huh? Oh, we got some feedback. We got some really, really great feedback from a great listener. This came via, uh, he shot me a message via Instagram. Okay. And Joe's going to read it. So this comes from Steven from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. All right. 
And he says, hey, guys, I live in Connecticut, and a few months ago I was listening to your podcast on my commute home, as I often do. It happened to be one of your episodes about the WWF LJN figures. During the show, I kept thinking, man, I really have to leave a review. And then as you started talking about Vince McMahon having his own figure, I drove past the WWE offices in Stanford. Now, as I pass by that building every day, but the sheer cosmic coincidence of it all made me realize, hey, now I really have to comment. So as I sit here watching Santa with Muscles, because your last <laughs> Bodacious Bracket tournament gave me a real hankering for this cinematic classic, I figure now is a good time to write to you and tell you just how much joy your pod has brought me ever since I discovered it. I've listened to every single episode and find that during the daily stresses of life and work, I can unwind with my sort of friends, Keith, Joe, and Dave, and reminisce about my favorite childhood toy lines, movies, and more. Someday I hope to make a pilgrimage to your store in Michigan. Until then, I keep listening, and I'll keep hoping Halloween Town comes up so I can hear another profanity-laced tirade <laughs> and keep being inspired to rebuy old Hasbros. Thanks again, gang. You're the best, Steven. Steven, what a review. What a review. That You, you made this 40-year-old man's birthday getting to read Woo! your review right now. That was a great one, though. Yeah, we appreciate that review so much. So uh, Yeah, the, the, the thought of driving past WWE headquarters every day while <laughs> right. we're talking about Vince McMahon's LJN custom-made and his, that old Oz brought up. Yeah. Um, and he's just like looking at the building and hearing it and be like, right there, I can see. Yeah. Where that LJN is at. Right. Like I, uh, behind that window. It's funny. So, you know, he, Steven sent the message on Instagram and we were going back and forth and talking. I was like, man, you get to drive by like Titan Tower every day. That's wild. Because like, obviously, if you're living in Connecticut, you see it every day. Probably not a big deal. But to like us guys in Michigan that grew up loving wrestling, like it may as well yeah. be Disney World. I <laughs> realize much. it's just a building that business is done in, right? right With yeah. a cool gym on the bottom with like neon lights on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And probably like a whole wall of Ico Pro that no one used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just crazy. And he was he was telling me, Stephen, he's like, I guess they changed buildings. He's yeah. Like, they're in a yeah. new building now. And like this is outside the third building. The, maybe he's like outside the building, there's this giant title belt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sounds about right. Heck yeah. And then he sent me a picture. Of the, yeah, it's huge. And I was like, the Endeavor that's building. even bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. It is absolutely... Holy jeez. It's like, it's, it's bigger than a car. It's huge. Yeah, it's, ever since Endeavor bought bought them, mm. that's when they, they put that in. Surprise Roman doesn't come out with that belt. Right, yeah. <laughs> Big truck just backs it up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the original Titan Towers that, that we know of yeah. um, had their aesthetic look, and then they had that second building, which was kind of cool because they did, like, during the pandemic, they did... Uh, like a money in the bank match oh, where they, they fought through the building that, on the through roof. the whole room. Yeah, yeah they the like went. The they started, but they got to showcase the gym you were talking about. Yep. And it was just kind of cool to see the building, even though like that's those what do you call them? Cinematic matches or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they were what they were. Some were fun, some were brutal, but yeah. like that, it was just cool to see them fight through WWE headquarters. Like that never will happen again. It's, mm -hmm. it's a one-off thing and. It's it's historically going to be uh, remembered in that match. And Steven getting to drive by every day could think of Asuka jumping off of whatever <laughs> that, that, that was. Yeah. All right, Steven, we appreciate you. Great, great review, guys. Are we ready? It's 2024. We ready to spin? It's over the hill time. Turbo's here. The Just first looking, spin of looking, 2024? Looking better than ever, Turbo is. So, yeah, why don't we give her a spin and see 
where this over-the-hill discussion leads us. And while Turbo's spinning, I mean, this is just, just anything with the hill in the name we could be talking about here today. It's up for grabs, yeah. All right, we landed on a banger. Kinda. We're talking <laughs> Sand Hill from Star Wars, baby. <laughs> it's only anger is it, questionable. You know, <laughs> I have no idea who this guy Look, is. Look, off air, we were just talking about this guy, so it makes sense <laughs> that he comes up, right? I mean, Sand Hill is a character. Uh, his heyday was during the Clone Wars, and he had appearance in two of the movies. Okay. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Episode three. Revenge of the Sith, and he kind of um, he was a separatist leader, and he kind of made his bed with Dooku, right? So you know he was with the bad guys. Oh, I was gonna say, is he a bad guy he's, or a good guy? He's a bad guy. Ah. And uh, honestly, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say about this guy. Um, to me, his his big claim to fame, okay, is he was murdered by Darth Vader. Oh, so I mean, he's got that going for he's him. He's got that going for him. So you know, when when Anakin turned, this was before he was in the suit. Mm-hmm. So when he turned. Got the name Darth Vader. He went to Mustafar in Episode Three and took everyone out. Uh, Sand Hill was part of that group. I see that he took out. Yeah, Sand Hill's just a long. He's just a politician. Guy. Yeah, he kind of looks like. Um, oh, I can't think of the character's name. He's one of the children of Thanos from the MCU. Oh yeah, he, like he does. He's oh, got yeah. a big dome. Yeah, yeah big long face. Name? I can't picture him. He kind of looks like him. Alien creature, long, yeah. lanky looking dude in black. Yeah. Um, he did have an action figure, though. We looked he that did. up. He did. He came in, what, a three-pack, you said? Yeah. yeah. Saga collection, three-pack with Dooku, and I don't know who else was in it. Yeah, just some dudes Just some, some dude. Thrones. Just a bunch of politicians and a Jedi. That's, yeah. that's about it. Some intergalactic politician guy. Yeah. There were prototypes when I looked him up on eBay that were going for like 250 bucks. You get your Sand Hill prototype. It's probably a prototype of the figure we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was two prototype different that's ones. pretty cheap. 250 bucks? I mean, if I mean hey, Sand Hill. Sand Hill. I mean, he's <laughs> worth every penny. Joe, you should be the world's definitive Sand Hill collector. Well, I would be done in an instant. <laughs> I have his figure and his prototype. I'm done. done. <laughs> Maybe they'll make a Black Series figure. Of hey, one you day. never know. Definitely. I mean, yeah, who knows? He may pop up. I mean, there was the Attack of the Clones. I mean, he uh, died. Shows. He got murdered by Darth Vader. So it's I mean, Star that's Wars. Cool. That's they, cool. they go through. I mean, like the timelines with all the shows they have. Yeah. Maybe like a hologram of Sand Hill will show I mean, up. One Mandal, day. Mandal, I mean, he could have shown up in the Clone Wars, but I didn't see that online, like the actual cartoon, but. Yeah. I mean, hey, he was in two movies. He's yeah. doing all right for himself I mean, yeah, <laughs> until he got murdered. Yeah, they did, they've done they've done prequels and things. I mean, they, they can have. they do things. He may pop up in uh, with Obi Wan the second hey, season. You know what? Maybe he'll get his own Disney Plus show. <laughs> oh, come on, Sand Hill. Yeah, let's do it. It'd be so riveting. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> ready to spin? I think so, we're ready so. to spin. Quick, yeah. quick little backstory yeah. here. This is Go just ahead. for shoot the listeners. So when we were first came up with this concept. Couple weeks ago, and I, I looked things up, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a GI Joe and a Transformer with hill name. There's a downhill and a hilltop, and they were like, really? I'm like, that's what this says. They're like, okay, cool. Nobody second guessed it. Nobody did any further research. <laughs> no, why would we? Busy time. It's busy time. <laughs> then, of year, and then right. my glance, doing a quick internet search, and just seeing it. So then, just yesterday morning, I'm like, getting ready together. I'm like, all right, like let me look these guys up. I'm gonna talk about them, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. Hilltop is actually a custom-built G.I. Joe that someone made, made themselves. Made a wiki for it. Cr- yeah, yeah, and created this whole concept behind this with like a hill playset and everything. I'm like, oh, I got duped. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's you know replace him with something else. And then I'm like, all right, there's a Transformer called Downhill. 
Same thing. Oh, Downhill, also a custom-created build from someone's imagination, and they had their whole thing. I was like, oh, no, I ended up on a creator, like a custom yeah. creation website. Mm-hmm. Whole other world that I was unfamiliar with, and that's my apology. So then you get into scramble mode, and you're like, I've got to now replace two hills. And um, <laughs> what are we going to replace them with? So I'm like, oh, Star Wars has a guy named Sandhill who has yeah. a figure. He's getting put on this list. And Joe's got to talk And about Joe's going to talk about it because he's a resident Star Wars expert. Yeah. And even I had to look Sandhill up. <laughs> and I just never heard of this guy. And I'm the Star Wars guy. We should have talked about the two made up guys instead. Honestly. So I had to put that out there. And then uh, we'll get to the other thing in a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, too bad Beverly Hills Cop didn't have toys. I know. Oh, it's, can you imagine a toy line of Beverly Hills Cop? It would be great, right? Oh Beverly Hills Cop. Gosh. I mean, geez, that new film is coming. I any, can't wait. Any day. Yeah, now. Netflix, There's baby. That, yeah, I saw the screen grab this week where it's um, Axel in the back seat and the two dudes in the front. Yeah, they from got like back. the 80s, and then it's got them now yeah. underneath. And it's got Taggart back. Yeah, all three of them yeah. are there and together. It's gonna be so good. I can't you know wait. that sweet soundtrack's just gonna play underneath the just whole Just play, movie. just play that song the whole movie. Every time, you no watch other Beverly score Hills needed. Cop, man, it's just yeah, it's just playing the whole. Time. That's all like, you need is they, the they song. They knew they had it. They knew what they had. <laughs> they sprinkle in a little shakedown, Bob Seger, and then yeah, they go right yep. back to the song. It's yep. just yeah. great. Absolutely. The Detroit Lions happen to be having a phenomenal season this yes, year. Playoff yes. bound for the first time in, uh, in like 10 years. No, I mean, not 10 years, like seven, eight years. But yeah. first of winning the division, potentially. If we record this, they may have won the division. Yep. Um, they could do that today as we record. However... That jacket. Let's talk that about sick that jacket. Lions jacket. <laughs> that is so iconic. Jacket? Oh my gosh! Did they ever sell that thing? Like someone had to make a replica of that thing. I'm oh sure. yeah, no, it sold because in is Venom, it? Tom Hardy's wearing it. I gotta get in, that jacket in, in Venom, and then they sell them at the Lions game. Uh, my buddy Dan, sometimes listener of the show, yeah. he has oh, he has got one. That jacket? Yeah. Oh man, that's sick! Awesome thing to the ring. Season, yeah, he's a ticket holder for the Lions, so he's diehard Lions fan. But he's like, I had to get it. Yeah, yeah, you have to get it. Awesome. And he's got that jacket on in the new film too. Uh Yeah, Yeah. and like Detroit in the '80s, man, like RoboCop, Axel Foley. Yeah, but Axel Foley. Detroit was so cool then. But yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. There's another Beverly Hills that made the cut over there is, it. And I hope it's next. <laughs> all right, we're ready to spin. I mean, dive into that. We started with Sand Hill, so it's all up. It's, it's all, all up, it's all up from here, guys. From here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sand Hill. What you got, Turbo? Oh, this is. That was close on the line. We're talking Pistons legend. Grant Hill. Oh, now this is a hill we can talk this about. This is a yeah. hill we could definitely talk about. You know, from Axel Foley to Grant Hill, it's very perfect. Lion's <laughs> jacket to right. Detroit Pistons, I love it. So look, we all know Grant Hill, right? This guy, yes. he was what? He was third He was the third pick in the first round of the 94 draft? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, number 33 to the Pistons. And when I think Grant Hill, one thing comes to mind. Okay. You know what that is. It is that teal uh, okay, and yeah, black and going. red Mustang jersey. Mm-hmm. And I remember going with my dad to Dunham Sports yeah. and getting that champion Grant Hill jersey. Ooh, baby. Oh, my gosh. And that probably was, it was probably 1995, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been 95. Yeah. What a jersey. Yeah. What because, a player. Yeah. Well, Grant Hill, man, like, it was the first time 
for, uh, well, no, I can, the Bad Boys were a huge uh, deal. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. love the Bad Boys, yeah. In our adolescence, right, Grant Hill was like the next superstar in the NBA, and the mm-hmm. Pistons got him, and, you know, a smart, good-looking, well-spoken young man that can, like, represent the yeah, NBA. Yeah, face of a team. Like, you know yeah. the league was like, this guy could be our guy. Like, yep. he is yep. you know, a polished yeah, individual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came we from had him Duke, a, man. Yeah, and yeah. we had him as a Piston. It was so cool. I could talk Grant Hill for a while here. <laughs> we will touch on the starting lineups and the other oh, stuff, yeah, the yeah, Sprite yeah. commercials. The Sprite but commercials. But the thing, like, my introduction to Grant Hill was the 92 NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. Everyone remembers the Leitner shot that won yes. them. That got Leitner on the dream team. Yep. Everyone remembers that. But no one remembers. I shouldn't say no one. Sports fans only remember. We it was remember. Grant Hill who threw that pass. Yeah. Mm. The greatest inbound in the history of sports was <laughs> by lying. Grant Hill. Number 33, a little freshman, I believe, at the time. He was. And then he gets the trust to throw this bomb to Leitner (laughs) for the shot. So when the Pistons drafted Grant Hill, I was stoked. Yeah. I was like, man, the bad boys era had come and gone. There was a couple down years for the Pistons. Obviously, they're picking third in the draft. They're taking guys like Theo Ratliff. Yeah. Now they're taking Grant Hill. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. And you talking about the Grant Hill jersey. That iconic look that the Pistons switched to in the mid '90s. Yeah. When Grant Hill was first drafted, the Pistons still wore they the old red, red and blue. And, yeah. 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 The red and blue. Yeah. So I remember getting that Grant Hill jersey right when he gets drafted. I'm like, I got that. Yeah. You know, the away boy, the blue Grant Hill jersey. Yes. And then within less than a year, it's irrelevant. They changed. Yeah. You wouldn't be caught dead wearing that jersey when the Pistons changed their whole look to a very '90s. Maroon and teal, new oh, logo, new it. everything. To me, that is Grant Hill. Like that's yeah. that's the Grant oh, Hill yeah. era. Well, his yeah. whole what, yep. 80, 80 or ninety. I mean, him, of his him and Joe Dumars together were great. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's not the only team he played for. Do you guys know the other three teams that Grant Hill played for? for the I feel Suns. Like at some point he was. He a played for the Suns, but and the Clippers. He's very close he went, his career out. First, he went to the Orlando Magic. Oh, that's right, the Magic. And then he went to the Suns, and then he played one year for the Clippers before he retired. Okay, he had like a twenty-year career too, right? Long career. He retired in like <laughs> in like two thousand thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I believe it was that old ankle injury that he that he suffered like in the mid late nineties. Just yeah. kind of caught up to him, and that was it. He was a top 10 NBA star oh, yeah. when yes. we were young. You yes. know, he had the Sprite deal, like Dave said. He had a shoe deal. Yep. He was a perennial all-star. You know, I can remember having the traditional jersey, then the new style Pistons jersey. Yep. Then they had like that third alternate, the maroon. The maroon jersey. one. I yeah, had that. the maroon one was then, sweet. Then every year you could buy his NBA all-star jersey. Yep. In the shop this past year, I had the... I think it's the 96 All-Star year when they're in San Antonio. Oh, that, like, iconic, yes. sick-ass looking oh. Was that in style. my size or no? Oh, no, but it was a Grant Hill. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. 14-year-old me would be losing his mind Dude, over Dude, I'm thing. right there with you. Yeah. And you know what else Grant Hill brought to the city of Detroit? Was the second hockey team in the IHL, the Detroit Vipers. Without the Grant Hill money that the Pistons were generating with those logos, yeah. they don't bring the Vipers to the Palace. Bill Davidson doesn't buy a team and go, Let's put the same colors on a hockey jersey. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Let's go with the Vipers. Let's get you're Gordy right. out here. But it was it was the Grant Hill money that he was making off of Grant Hill that allowed him to buy that team. I mean, he had his own money, but that's as far as the Palace Ventures yeah. that he had. Yeah, allowed him uh, allowed him to get the Detroit Vipers in here and go with it. And Grant Hill's still pretty active. Like he's co-owner of the the Hawks still, right? He's involved in the league. Could yeah. be. Very, I, 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 feel I feel like, like he's co-owner of the I Hawks. Turn on the NBA, which is very rarely once yeah. or twice a year. Grant Hill's usually well. On he's the still he's still working for CBS as an analyst or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
He did. Co- I know he did a game in the college basketball tournament. Okay, the March Madness. He was calling a game, or yeah. they were talking to him at something. I mean, because I mean, he's got a great mind for basketball. Oh, he I is. mean, this guy, legend. Yeah, absolutely. And how many starting lineups did he have? Oh, my I had gosh. a Grant Hill starting lineup. I had a Grant oh, Hill one I too. I can picture at least two or three yeah. in the in the traditional jersey, and then once you get to the Mustang style looking jersey, oh, it just exploded. Yeah, there's the one of him doing the old finger yes, roll. Yes, I think that's like the one that. I had. Yeah, he had a lot. Yep. He had a dream team one when yep. he was on that second dream team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Grant Hill, baby. Man, Grant Hill. We could talk no about you all day. No offense to Sam, Sam Hill. Look, Sam Hill. You're Grant no Hill. Grant Hill, though, baby. <laughs> you know? All right, oh. let's spin. Maybe someone else will get a turn. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Joe turning 40 might get him out of the bucket three in a row here. All right. We're talking about everyone's favorite hillbilly. Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> yes. Hillbilly Jim, yeah. So over the hill, as soon as you hear the word hill, my mind goes to Hillbilly Jim, right? Yes. Everybody knows Hillbilly Jim. Um, I don't know if everyone knows Hillbilly That's Jim's it. like full backstory, even just his like character backstory. Yeah. Hillbilly Jim, like how he started as just like a, in theory, he's like a planted fan in the crowd, right. just watching the matches yep. in like 1984. There's this big six foot whatever Hillbilly guy in the front row, and the idea is what that. He's going to get trained to be a professional wrestler, and he ends up ultimately being trained by Hulk Hogan, in theory, and then he teams with Hogan in a series of matches. Yep. And what I didn't realize in researching Hillbilly Jim is like, so he gets his start that way. They bring him to the WF that way. He's teaming with Hogan, which then, okay, that makes sense why those LJN packs were Hogan and Hillbilly yes. as a tag team pack, which mm-hmm. when I'm seeing those as a, I don't know, seven or eight-year-old kid in 89 – you're seeing those, but you're like, Hulk Hogan and Hillbilly Jim aren't a tag team. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim's not even on TV. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, why would Hulk, why would the blonde beach brother Hulk Hogan be a <laughs> tag team partner with Hillbilly Jim? So you're like, oh, okay. It's it's because way back in 84, 85. Um, but pretty early in his run, Hillbilly Jim like blows out his knee yeah. in the ring on a wet spot in the ring. So then he's out for like six months, can't work. And then that's where all those like hillbilly characters came from. I didn't realize that like Uncle Elmer and cousin whatever and all, all these hillbilly characters, hillbilly Jim family members yeah. come to the WWF, pretty much solely exist so that hillbilly Jim can like manage them and stay on TV. Got it. Yeah, because yeah. they've invested all this time and money into the character, and he's a marketable character. He's yeah, a big, you know. Strong dude. Where's he from? Mudlick, Kentucky. Mudlick, Mudlick. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Sell toys with him. He's in the cartoon. You need him on TV. So he just kind of manages dudes. And eventually he he heals up. He comes back. But Hillbilly Jim never he never did much of significance while we were kids. WrestleMania remember him, three. WrestleMania three in the yeah. match with Bundy and the the little dudes. Mm-hmm. He's in that, and he'd occasionally show up and have a match. The the one match that I always remember. Because I watch primetime wrestling religiously all the time. <laughs> right. As you should. As I should. And I watch like 1989, like over and over and over. And there's this, <laughs> there's this tag team match on an episode of primetime wrestling. It's Hillbilly Jim in the Blue Blazer. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim in the Blue Blazer. I like it so far. Versus the Brooklyn Brawler oh, and Bad News Brown. And you're oh, just like, what? Why? <laughs> I love like, it. Like, who oh, threw darts at a board right. in the back? How is this on TV in 1989? You're like, what is this? That's funny. But yeah, Hillbilly Jim would just always randomly show up, right? Because he always worked for the WWF. Yeah. So if they ever needed a guy, C Town main event, here's Hillbilly or whatever. 
because he worked for Coliseum Video forever. Let's need to give a rub to a new tag team of let's let's bring in Henry O. Godwin. Oh the God, Hog yeah, I forgot about and, his run as the manager of the Godwins in yeah, the nineties. Bring yeah. him in and give him that little bit of rub and help the Godwins win the tag titles. He like, did. I yeah. mean, he was a huge part of of that that run that was a new generation leading into the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. Male Billy Jim, like you said, he's always around Brandon Bastard. I know he was doing. Anytime there would be like a big event in town, like Hillbilly Jim would always be here, like promotioning, doing, doing PR. It was like you get Jimmy Hart, Hillbilly Jim, and then later you're Slaughter. But the Hillbilly Jim was just like a yeah, company man. he was a company company man, man well spoken guy. Mm-hmm. Just real. I've, I've never heard anybody have a bad word about Billy Jim, Hillbilly Jim either. Like just a great dude. Yeah. And then you know, LJN figure is. Who didn't have a hillbilly gym? It's LJN. so iconic that yes. LJ, and then the bendy of the yeah hillbilly yes. and then the thumb wrestler like yeah that, that like trio of hillbilly gym figures like every kid on the planet had that figure yep that because yeah he's Hulk Hogan's buddy he's his number two guy he's yeah. his tag team partner like you need hillbilly gym I forgot about the thumb wrestler but yeah I had the hillbilly gym thumb wrestler I still have the thumb wrestler <laughs> yeah. everybody you don't know how you got it or it's why just there you had it, like oh it's on it. my shelf okay yeah. it's been there for thirty years. right no no idea how but yeah makes sense it's funny you say it's bendy too because it's bendy sat on a ledge in the basement for a long time yeah man hillbilly hillbilly jim's bendy and then ahmed johnson's bendy was joining him for a while there and you had bret hart protecting the upstairs <laughs> and you had hillbilly jim downstairs that's right yeah. no one was messing with you that's right hillbilly jim and and it was on one of the little like brick outlets from like the basement support yeah and then uh papa shango hasbro oh, was on the other mm-hmm. for hillbilly a long jim, time hillbilly jim like a big dude right because yeah, six six because henry godwin and phineas godwin were big men very large men. bone big big dudes but when hillbilly jim was managing them i dare i say he's a little taller than both of yeah, them yeah which is crazy yeah. he was tall and it's funny because you can look back in like the 80s and you see hillbilly jim he's tall he's kind of lanky big barrel chested guy skinny little legs and you could tell, like, the guys that were all gassed up when you'd stand next to Hillbilly Jim because you're like, this guy's jacked. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a natural compared now Country when you look strong. back. But you see, like, the warlord standing next to him, like, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. they're just the roids. There ain't nothing natural <laughs> about the no, warlord. I love the warlord, one of my favorites, but <laughs> the dude was just unreal. Yeah. Com- all right, Hillbilly Jim. I think that's enough about Hillbilly Jim today. I think we gave him a shine. We did. Hey, I love, the, love me a Hillbilly. I, I hope to see Play that. Play some thumb. fiddle under this. <laughs> on turbo. I hope to see the the thumb wrestler um, in, the, in, the, in the Instagram picture. I oh, it'll we can make to, that happen. Yeah. I we can hope, make that hope happen. We'll be a shrine to Hillbilly Jim this week, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Turbo. Turbo. We got Hillbilly, three down, baby. six to go. What could these other over-the-hill six be? All right, we're taking a little drive to Boulder Hill. Oh, this is an iconic place. Big time. Iconic. Yes, 1985 Kenner. We're talking mask. Mask. Yeah, the Boulder Hill. What a theme song. Oh, the best theme song. Um, Yeah, Boulder Hill was kind of like the headquarters, if you will. A little bit of a gas station. But the place that itself is what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, So... One thing in doing and looking up the playset is it came with two figures. You had Alex Sector uh, came with his uh, Rhino mask, I believe, for the Boulder Hill playset, and then Buddy Hawks, who you got with the uh, the playset as well. Oh, clutch is what they called them. Okay. Yeah, clutch. But, uh, those two figures came with the playset. The playset is very cool. It's kind of like a, it's a gas station. 
kind of uh, built into the side of a hill. Built yeah. into the side theory. of a mountain, yeah, a mountain, a hill. But the boulder on top, the boulder then could roll down the hill as a defense mm-hmm. mechanism, and underneath the boulder was a turret, mm-hmm. which was very, very, very cool. Um, well, what was I going to say about this? Let me check my notes. I mean, it's a it's an awesome playset. Super large, right? We're talking browns, yeah, yes. browns, blues, grays. It this thing it transforms like all mask ve- like mask vehicles transform yeah. from one vehicle to another. Boulder Hill transforms in a way too. There will be a wall, and you move it, and it becomes a giant. There will be a giant gun behind it. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's that's a, the yeah, jail it's like cells. A, yeah, the gas pumps. I think double is the ga- jail cells. Um, the retail value of this is fascinating because in the box currently mm-hmm. is actually less valuable than a out of the box complete Boulder Hill. I wonder why. I, I don't know, know why, but when you, when you look into it, that's just how they're selling. I don't know if it's a shipping thing on the internet mm-hmm. or what, but the in box Boulder Hill is only going for about one fifty these days. That's crazy. Two fifty for a loose boy. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised by that. Mm-hmm. And on several websites, it has it too. So eBay has it like that, and then the, like Transformer Land confirmed it. Uh, with the trends, and I was like, okay, cool. Interesting. That's it just wild. feels bad. Sometimes that happens in the toy world. There's really no explanation. I mean, there was a, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it at all, but there was like that giant shipping container found in like South America oh, in the last couple years yeah. that was full of Kenner mask. Yeah. It knew in box product, like a whole thing. And the market kind of went down on a lot of that stuff because suddenly hundreds of each individual piece were now available for sale. Maybe Boulder Hill had something to do with that. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but yeah, it was very cool because you had like your gas pumps and stuff too. So like, this is a place that if you were into like the Hot Wheels or or, or the match, uh, Matchbox wasn't too small, but the Hot Wheel cars, what was the other one? I can't think of their name. I guess no, it was Matchbox. I'm yeah, yeah Micro Machines. Yeah, Matchbox or Hot Wheels, like this, you could easily use this place that is a, you could take your Matchbox cars. You could take your G.I. Joes, and you could take your mask figures, and you could all play with them with this playset. Yeah. It just worked. Um, the turret, I always thought, was really cool on top of the hill. Boulder crashing down, but I just loved it. And, and Boulder Hill, probably in every single episode of the show, it's yeah. just the iconic backdrop where the mask guys are going to go in and out of. Matt Tracker spent some time there. Alex Setter running it. You know, uh, the masks were really cool. Um, like I said, uh, the... The Jackrabbit mask that came with Alex Sector and Buddy Hawk's mask, I think, was called the Penetrator. Okay. Um, so Buddy Hawk's is the guy that kind of looks like Marty McFly. He's got the yeah, jacket yes. and yep. yes. yeah, yeah. The best way to best way to put him. That's yeah. a good way to describe him. But yeah, though I think Boulder Hill, great playset. It's probably top ten eighties oh, playsets. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's up there. It's super iconic, super fun. Playability's off the charts. Mask baby can't talk hill without Boulder Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. What not. would we be doing with ourselves if we didn't talk about Boulder Hill? I think our uh, over the hill club is built into Boulder Hill. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where we reside. Yep, we're in the peak. We're underneath the boulder itself, right next to the turret gun. Turbo's a spinning. What do you got for us, Turbo? Okay, from Boulder Hill. To the hills oh. of Beverly, nine zero two one zero. How was that transition, Dave? That was you beautiful. Like that one? <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Joe. That's that's a great transition. Look, you sit next to Dave long enough, you start to pick up on things. This forty year old man's got it. That's got right. It. That's <laughs> right. Knock knock. Joe's here this week, y'all. <laughs> oh, Beverly Hills, nine zero two one zero, guys. Iconic television show. You're uh, not kidding. That I watched. I'm uh, with you. Nonstop as a people are like, oh, you don't watch Party of Five? No, 
No, no I do not. I'm it's a 90210, baby. Watcher. So, Joe, you watched Dave. Were you a 90210? I've never, never seen an episode of my Oh, life. no. Where were you, man? So, 90210, it's a I had two brothers. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's yeah, right. They yeah, they would have yeah. kicked your butt. Yeah. Threw a Kamala LJ on it. <laughs> turned on 90210. Um, so, 90210 came out in October 1990. Yes. And it aired forever and ever and ever. Sure so, by the end, like into the 2000s. I think there was over 200 episodes, maybe 240 some episodes of 90210. Um, I just want to talk about like the first few years and the idea behind 90210. Um, watched it a ton when it first came out. It's a show about what teenagers uh, growing up in Beverly Hills, California. Yeah. It's like kind of they're like leaving high school, going into college, becoming adults, kind of. So it's aspirational. You're a little kid. Like, this is what it's like to be. A grown-up in, in the world. It's like Saved by the Bell for like people five years older. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Not really. It's a drama, right? Not really any comedy in it. It's a soap opera, more or less, right? But kids are going to watch it. Watching episodes of 90210 and like seeing um, the characters like at a party. Like, we're at a party. I'm eight years old, right? So part yeah. of me is like, you're going to a birthday party. Right, 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 right. Where's the presents? Where's the cake? But these guys are going to a party, and this is the first time I've seen like an adult party. My parents didn't throw parties in our house, ever. Never been to a party. So my first time I've seen a party is like on 90210. This is what adults do for a party. So <laughs> me and my friends and my sister were like, we're going to have a party, like an adult party. And all I remember this party, like what made this party a party is we had to have the lights turned low. And <laughs> I made my mom like she like had a bag of Fritos. And I'm like, you got to put the Fritos like in this big like glass bowl. So <laughs> we're walking around with this glass bowl of Fritos and the lights are dim low. And that's what a party was. That was our <laughs> that was an adult party. <laughs> that sounds like a good time to me. Pass me those Fritos. Yeah, you got to have your Fritos. You got to have a bowl of punch and you got to have yeah. dim lights. And that's how adults throw down and party in the 1990s. I learned that from 902. One zero, and two one zero had uh, like Barbie figures, right? Like that came out. Mattel hooked up with them in ninety one and yeah. put out some. Nine zero two one zero had so many products, um, but yes, Mattel just in the same style as Barbie. They just mm -hmm. repurposed Barbie vehicles and made them into nine zero two one zero vehicles. Every cast member had a doll. Um, my sisters had all that stuff. I remember having it all. They had all the Luke's and oh yeah, yeah, baby. yep. Uh, Brandon Walsh, mm -hmm. <laughs> all of them. All right, and we'll right. go to the next one. Let's spin. From the hills of Beverly to the Green Hills. Oh, geez. Sonic, God. the Green Hill Zone, baby. From one to another, guys. Okay, yeah. so this is the Green Hill Zone, which we all know from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it we is know that the, jingle. It is the opening level in the opening game of Sonic mm -hmm. the Hedgehog, right? We all know this. Oh, you should. Beautiful, lush green backgrounds. Palm mm -hmm. trees swinging in the, in the wind, right? Those damn robot crabs. <laughs> robot crabs. <laughs> rings everywhere. Yeah. And you can hear that song in the background, right? Oh, man. That Green Hill Zone theme. Yeah, it's almost like it's playing right now. I love Sound of the Hedgehog, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing, can you remember being a kid and seeing Sonic the Hedgehog for the first time? Oh yes, right. Seeing the the gameplay footage, and you're just like, what is happening on the screen right now? Yeah, growing up in the '80s with NES and Nintendo and Mario, and you know, a little eight eight bit guy running around the screen, not yeah. being all that interesting, and then seeing Sega for the first time and Sonic, and hearing those sounds and seeing that vibrancy is unbelievable. And Sega took shots at Mario in their commercials. Like they would show 
oh, how slow this guy's going. And then they cut right. to Sonic, and it's like, going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah, Green Hill Zone is just an iconic, iconic uh, zone. And then, honestly, once Sonic evolves over the years, right, and then in mm-hmm. the last few years, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movies happen. Mm-hmm. And where does Sonic reside? He's in Green Hills. He's in Green Hills. Is it Montana? Is, Is it, it Montana? North Dakota? It's somewhere over there. It's some... Beautiful wa- mountains. It, yeah, but that's where Sonic lives. He yep. lives in Green Hills, and it all starts from the video game. 1990 Sega Excellence. Full circle. Yeah, I love it. King of the Hill, baby. King of the Hill. What a show. Mike Judge. Um, so right off the heels of Beavis and Butthead, Mike Judge is going to create like Office Space and another t- animated television show. King of the Hill. Yeah. Popular character in Beavis and Butthead, kind of a sub-character, was Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And the voice for Mr. Anderson was Mike Judge, of course. And then he kind of takes that same voice and somewhat concept of the character that he was, and he creates Hank Hill and the whole King of the Hill like world of Arlen, Texas. Yeah, um, it's Hank Hill and his buddies, and, and makes a much cooler version of Mr. Anderson. Even though how nobody really considers Hank Hill to be super cool, but just a dad. <laughs> He's just a dad, and in Texas with his with his beer drinking buddies, they start in the alley. The beginning theme song of that show started in 1997. One of the most memorable and like standout theme songs of any TV show that you'll that you'll find. Where yeah. that song that starts that riff yeah. and then with the triangle in there just a fun show um king of the hills taught me a lot of valuable life lessons when my, <laughs> i mean yeah when my radiator went out in in my my car my car was overheating mm-hmm. I, I learned from king of the hill that you crank your heat even if it is 100 degrees outside in the summer gotta crank it crank your heat roll the windows down and you're gonna king of the hill it on the way to the service station there you go <laughs> hank hill taught me that thanks hank <laughs> um, damn it bobby <laughs> man, that boy ain't right but um no so many good memorable episodes so many cameos from celebrities and stuff um just i love king of the hill so many great episodes a great show i know it kind of got popularized Post, I mean, it was still on TV, but more in syndication. For sure. Being on Late Night and like Adult Swim being kind of a part of that. But, I mean, to, I, at one point in 97, 98, King of the Hill and The Simpsons would come on back to back. I liked King of the Hill more than The Simpsons in 97, 98. You weren't alone, and honestly. I, it just was weird because it was like some more funny show to me. Like, I remember laughing more. Maybe it was the characters. I don't know. But coming off of Beavis and Butthead to that was great. A uh, video game came out for it first in the year 2000. It was a computer game. Did either of you guys play this? No, but I wish I did. <laughs> a computer game it was from a, 2000 of King of the Hill? Computer game well, of King of the Hill. What are you doing in this game? It Drinking was, beer on the front lawn? No, it was, uh, you went on a hunting trip. It was Hank taking Bobby uh, on a hunting trip. It was oh. kind of based off of those, those episodes okay. where... You know, boy coming into his own and, yeah. and going on the hunting trip with Hank. Mm-hmm. Um, but it led to action figures that came out in 2002. Uh, Toycom was the company that put them out, so not a major toy company at all. Some but of those figures are worth money. Very, very valuable. Yeah. There's only seven of them. Yeah, those are figures you would have bought at like Media Play. Yes. Back in the day. Like yeah. You weren't finding these at Toys no. R Us. Good yeah, old my, Media Play. I'm, I don't know if my brother bought I remember having them in hand and seeing them in the store mm-hmm. looking at them i think suncoast had them as well yeah, yeah all that all that type of store like a media store yeah, yeah and they, they were kind of similar to the simpsons figures in a way mm-hmm. like with the marketing and the packaging but obviously not as like standout ish and not as easy to find 
but the uh, the first series it was Hank, Peggy, Bill, and Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could get those four, and then the second series was just Boomhauer, Luann, and then Bobby came with Lady Bird. So only seven figures, and like to collect all seven would be like fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! Like it's like two hundred dollars a figure. That's crazy. Um, I think the Bobby Hill and Lady Bird. Looking into it, it was like three hundred dollars just for the Bobby Hill figure. I'm like, oh my Sheesh. god, very rare. Yeah, I had um, I've had one or two of them in the last year, and they were big money. I was like, wow, because yeah. I remember at the time that I got them, um, they're like covered in dust, and there's like clearance tag, like you you know when you get an action figure, what's like. Got a price tag and then a clearance tag, and then on top of that's another clearance tag, and yeah, on top yeah. of that's like, like another one. It's just <laughs> like, a thick stack. Yeah, and by yeah. the end, it's like fifty cents. That's what these King of the Hill wow. figures, and they're from that like media play era, so the yeah. tags are like four inches big. They're huge. Yeah, and yeah, they, I was like, "There's no way these are going to be worth money. This looks so rough." But then I cleaned it up and looked it up on the internet. I'm like, "Wow, these actually yeah. sell for a lot of money." No one bought yeah, them because no one was buying yep. them. That is exactly why. Yeah. yeah, and the King of the Hill grew in popularity more mm-hmm. so. Yeah. After, That's after what it is way after yeah. supply yeah. and demand yeah mm-hmm. and there's a revival coming but to hulu has the rights for a revival uh show for us so the interest is yeah that works because the beavis and butthead revival has been it's been okay but it's not it's not the same it's not the same and um i bet you king of the hill will fare better because beavis and a butt beavis and butthead was like a product of the times and some of the things they yeah. said and do you can't necessarily it doesn't do play now, the same king of the hill is timeless like yeah. they weren't it'll be okay yeah, yeah. it's a great great show one and all those favorites. same like voice actors and everybody's still the around one, to reply the one guy the just passed away so if they did already start recording and film in like they have stuff in the can. Mm-hmm. Then the guy who voiced Dale Gribble, major character, on the, my mm-hmm. favorite character on the show. Yeah, um, so much Dale. so that my godson one year for he made he was like in high school and he was doing like these wood burning, like he was really into wood burning. He made me in my garage. He's got I got like a on a piece of wood like a each of the four King of the Hill guys. So that's yeah. sweet. That yeah, is sweet. Every time I open my garage, right there on the wall uh, that he burned <laughs> into the wood. Damn. So, <laughs> so I love it, but um. But yeah, love love me some King of the Hill. But yeah, Hulu Revival will be interesting to see how it pans out and what they do with Johnny Hardwick. I think it was Johnny Hardwick that passed away. I could have my, my people mixed up. Yeah, yeah, it was Johnny Hardwick that passed away. He was the voice of Dale. So very, very interesting because, like I said, major character. And that voice is – you can't put another voice with that guy. Mm-hmm. No, that's for sure. I knew we couldn't do an over-the-hill pod without Dave talking about King of the Hill. Got to talk yeah. King of the Hill. That was love. the first thing I knew was getting done. One of the most yeah. important hills. All right, Absolutely. two left. Two left. Let's see who's next. What do we got? I'm out. I'm done. You've been yeah. done, yeah? I'm just chilling over here. All right. We're talking about everyone's favorite buzzard friend from the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> What's this guy's name? I already forgot. Boot, Boot Hill. Hill Buzzard. <laughs> He's right here in front of us, too. And uh, what a dapper guy, right? He's got that Have nice you ever seen top hat? a turkey vulture with a bow tie? Nice button-up shirt, blue jacket, but it looks like he's wearing no pants. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cool figure, cool show. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this guy. He's got the finger point going on. I mean, I do appreciate it. It's the cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yeah, so I mean, that's... a bunch of cows are right. your heroes. Who's the mortal enemy of a cow? A vulture, right? It's clearly this guy. This <laughs> turkey vulture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's this buzzard right here. Yeah, the buzzard. I mean... The... T- <laughs> Cows versus buzzard is a tist a tale as long Tales as time. Tales old as time. Old as time, baby. Yeah, I he's mean, cool. He's got a top hat. He, uh, oh, yeah, funny. the hidden feature. Yeah, I forgot about that. Look at that. But the thing is, is the gun in his head 
the barrel isn't sticking out. So he's got to grab that handle and pull it out of his head. I don't know. Or it can shoot through the front of the, the helmet. I mean, the, maybe, yeah. The hat. Yeah, maybe I, when the hat lifts, it shoots. It's got like a trigger mechanism. Maybe. With that snub nose pistol on the top yeah. there. I mean, if I, if I remember correctly from the show, this guy was really dumb, right? He was like. Bird the, he was like the scapegoat for the main villain. Like he took the fall all the time. Yeah, mm. wasn't very smart. They kind of played the whole dumb bird thing. Yeah, I got on you. this guy. Yeah, he's a cool. He's but cool. I mean, as an action figure, he looks sweet. Yeah, the action figure sweet. He kind of looks like a counter superpowers penguin in this yes. uh, light blue suit with the little yeah. coattails little on the coattails. back. Yeah, he's cool. I, they just. I mean, the only thing that I don't like about the figure is the the green pants. It's like the blues, the, the purples pop. But just the green. I think the pants. I don't. I think he's just not wearing pants. Like I don't Joe think said. he's just got yeah. green legs. I think so. They're why fitness. would a buzzard have green legs? Who why knows? is his face purple? I'm not right. sure. Well, usually like a turkey's got like a purple. That's head. why he gives me like a vulture vibe with that head. Yeah, uh, he is a buzzard. He's, he's a buzzard he's, vulture. Yeah, is vulture. that the same bird? Yeah, yeah. Turkey okay. buzzard vulture. Similar. I mean, similar birds. Slightly different, but the purple head is very common with the vulture. Yeah. And the buzzard, but green. I haven't even seen green legs on a bird. They pick green because it's <laughs> colorful for the little kids. But like the blue jacket and the, the purple head, the orange beak, that all looks sweet. Yeah. Even the blue little like boots the that boot are missing front. Yeah, the boot straps. Like those look cool. Those look good. His hands and toes are the same color, but the green with the brown just throw things off. The brown, the holster with a red belt. Yeah. They just threw extra color into this guy. Who made the... This is Mattel. It's Mattel. Mattel. Yeah, it's Mattel. What the heck are you doing? Yeah. Ninja Turtle-like like, toy yeah. line. What colors we got instead sitting of, in the can here? turtles, it's cows, and we're going to have all sorts of colors, make them super vibrant yeah. and bright. This guy was like their Rocksteady or Bebop. 100%. Yeah. When you is. were describing... Yeah, yes. that's what yeah. it is. He's yep. just a dumb... Villain, dumb number two. He's yep. cool though. I like. Oh him. yeah, he's and very very cool. I remember him from the show. Real yeah. annoying voice. Yes. Like, typical yep. bad. Typical henchman. Yeah. Yep. Cowardly will, henchman. You guys will absolutely have to look at the Instagram post while we talk about this because yeah. we've just described an action figure you can't see. That's for right. The last three minutes. That's right. And you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for that. But yeah, uh, we ready to spend this? We this are. Last, the last. I mean, one. we got one more, make but that, we still like to spin it. Make that fortieth birthday confetti pop, baby. What is it? I don't even know. Oh, you forgot? You're about to find out. Oh, we're going to end this pod the same way we started it, with something I have nothing about. (laughs) Now we're going to the quietest of hills, the Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Educate me, Dave. Driving in today, it felt like I was in Silent Hill. It was so foggy. It Uh, was, yeah. It was so foggy. I mean, I don't even think you could see like a tenth of a mile in front of you. No. There was like a car like 100 feet in front of me, and I could barely see its like little red like brake lights but yeah. anyway or you know driving lights mm-hmm. but um yeah 1999 konami released a video game for playstation called silent silent hill um they've been working on it for years similar to when resident evil uh came out it wasn't necessarily like in response to resident evil or tried to be a competitor uh to resident evil when it was created but it was like konami had been in the works with the writing and the plans for this game for a long time. But it finally came out in '99. It's like a horror style. It's game like a horror or? survival yeah. game, yeah. Okay. And it's um, it's led to uh, it's become a massive franchise. I believe there's there Film was franchise. There yeah. was four games for PlayStation One and Two, and now I think it's across multiple platforms with the newer mm-hmm. games. Um, they're still pumping Silent Hills out to this day. Um, and it created a movie line. A couple of movies have come out based off of it, even though the movie 
Whenever they do a movie on a video game, it's always something. But they took like the first two or three games and kind of combined it into a movie, changed mm-hmm. some of the characters and stuff. But taking the concept of the game into movie form. Mm-hmm. But the game, I mean, the main guy in the first game, I played the first game. It was like a renter. Is it like a first person style game, or how does this? Yeah, game work? Uh, it's, it's like is it third person? It's like third. third yeah, person? I think it'd be third person. You, you see your whole dude. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like Resident Evil in that context. But the big difference is. Your only light for most of the game is your flashlight. Yes. Like early on oh, in the game, you, you, you pick the up jump the flashlight. Scares, you know? Yeah, a lot of jump. It was more like, so like Resident Evil was more, I guess, like a, I mean, yes, you had your jump scares in there too, but it was yeah. more like, oh, how do you describe it? Like a sci-fi horror, kind of cheesy B-horror movie type of like vibe with the zombies and stuff where Silent Hill definitely took more of that Japanese horror influence, real psychological type stuff. Yeah. Like hiding in the dark, not being prepared, the suspense. Uh, that was one of the first games where they had like the the controller would vibrate with like the heartbeat. Ah. Uh, and so if if it was like really intense with the score, like the control the controller would be shaking in your hands. Yeah. So many kids have anxiety now. <laughs> yeah. From those heartbeat controllers and things, the vibrations giving everybody anxiety. That's a study that needs to be looked into, and probably a class action <laughs> lawsuit in Sony's uh, future coming for you. Um, but uh. Yeah, it was just that was like the game. You played it, and it was you know scary monsters and stuff. Um, and it got so popular as a game for older teens that the Game Boy Advance had to put a copy of it out in two thousand one. Which that didn't happen all the time with with adult themed games, mm-hmm. where Game Boy Advance would jump in and put them out. But it was a massive success. Um, the characters from the second one. Uh, like Red Pyramid, Pyramid Head, the Pyramid thing. A lot of people have a different name for it. That became a big selling figure. They actually released figures of it. It's like this giant pyramid-headed monster-looking guy. Um, Mezgo and Bandai had licensing rights for toys for Silent Hill. I don't know if the Bandai ones came out in America. If they did, somebody with a lot more knowledge on this would could enlighten us but yeah they were more collectible style that mezco was putting out and the red pyramid guy was the most popular toy by far uh, as far as a collectible goes um and uh, yeah it's just a huge franchise hard not to talk about silent hill wasn't necessarily my cup of tea but like i said i did play the first one rented it because i had played resident evil and I had like a buddy that was like, oh, my God, this game. Like in high school, like, this game is better than Resident Evil. And I played it. I remember being like, this game is pretty sweet, but yeah. not my cup of tea. I saw the movie, like, with not again, something I seeked out to see. But mm-hmm. the movie, I don't remember being very good. It wasn't that great. Like, the Resident Evil franchise blew up more, I think. I feel like as a game, Silent Hill might have been a better video game than Resident Evil, even though like it might not have the same reviews. But the concept, the thought, the writing, all of that like was a much better video game. But the Resident Evil movie franchise just blew it up to where the Resident Evil just got blew it out of the water in that sense. But yeah, yeah, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, baby, Silent Hill. It's like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure I've seen it at some point in my life. Just I'm not, sure you have. Just not my style, baby. Right. No. I, I'm more like uh, this guy over here, Cowboys sure. of Moo Mesa, <laughs> right. Boot Hill Buzzer. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was Nine Hill things, guys. From we did Grant it. Hill to Boot Hill to Silent Hill. Let's not forget Sand Hill. <laughs> I already forgot. <laughs> Everyone's favorite hill. <laughs> <laughs> and not only did we have Beverly Hills 90210, but we had a little Beverly Hills cop talk in for there. Real? Too. Yeah, we did. We definitely know Joe's going to throw that theme underneath that whole section of the oh pod, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So yeah, that was that. Uh, we will tell you about next week's episode in just a second. 
We are closing the book on TMNT, baby, vintage style. Man, what a sad day. We're doing 1996-1997 Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. It'll be sad, but it'll be fun. It'll right? be fun to move on to New Horizons. Yeah, because the end of the vintage line, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of stuff we didn't have. Yes. And but, we're literally going to close that book. That book that I read out of. The literal book <laughs> will be closing. Yeah, yes. classic. It will be shut. I hope there's a Samurai, Samurai Leo to close it out. There has to be, right? 97, there's got to be like a micro machine version of them. Please. Uh, I, <laughs> Come on. Please. For Dave's sake, I hope so. Yeah. I'm leaning towards no. I don't but think so. hey, 1996 and 7 Playmates got wild. They threw some stuff at the wall. They did. Um, so we'll see. Maybe there will be a Samurai Leo. That'd be sweet. But yeah. But yeah, hope everybody has a happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hand so get your notepad we talking about collectibles Collectible. to the seal know the value is exceptional uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS yeah. Power Rangers Star Wars yeah. He-Man playsets yeah. Transformers G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro yeah. Light Bryce with the glow Power from Nintendo. Nintendo so many toys you will never know, never know. welcome to ToyCast here we go This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.